0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, the greatest dynamic duo in the history of BYU sports. Who's your Batman and Robin, BYUSN? Mark Durant weighs in. Plus, the
1: chase for the Olympic dream continues with BYU All-American swimmer Jake Taylor. He joins us live in Studio B.
0: And why the BYU-Utah rivalry is already taking on a different tenor. All it took was a little golf. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store.
2: Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B,
0: here's Spencer
2: Linton and
0: Jerem Jordan. We are live in Radio Vision, BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans all over the world. Tuesday, June 14th, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with body language expert Jerem Jordan.
1: In sports, I like watching the reaction of teams to tell me the story. For example, do you want to know if a team held on a football play? Just watch the linemen. Are they walking backwards or not? <laughs> like did someone get a handball ball in soccer? Watch the reaction. Of the players. It tells the story most of the time.
0: What was your take on the body language and reaction of one Kevin Love of the Cleveland Cavaliers yesterday when he all he wanted to do was high-five LeBron James. High-five! And then he was scolded.
1: Yeah, LeBron's not too happy with <laughs> Kevin Love right now.
0: But! Poor Kevin Love had a terrible end on social media. He's he, had a rough finals. He got owned. All around. He can't defend oh. anybody. He's not really
1: scoring. Hey, but the, the Cavs... Take the Draymond Greenless Warriors to Game Six. That was that was an entertaining game, man. Unfortunately, what none of the games have been single digits.
0: Right? They've all been all double digit, all double digit uh, margins.
1: I really hope the Game Six is competitive, especially with Draymond flailing Green back in the lineup. Thursday night's going to be lit. By the way, I
0: take it you're not a fan of Draymond Green? Garbage.
1: Like the way the way he plays is erratic, and you know who is actually garbage. (laughs) Anderson Varajal disrespects the game. I can't stand him. Draymond Green is the LeBron
0: stopper. Whether you like him or not, he's the LeBron stopper. He's he's an
1: excellent player. That doesn't mean I don't think his uh, antics are garbage.
0: Okay. Okay,
1: Thursday's going to be awesome. NBA Finals, Game 6, and the U.S. plays Ecuador. Baby. I'm firing up the grill, going to barbecue, going to watch those two games. It's going to be awesome.
0: What's a bigger deal? Copa América Centenario? Or the NBA Finals Game 6? Child please, NBA Finals. Okay, I'm just making sure. I mean, you you brought them into the same subject. Is this the U.S. or not? Is this Flag Day or not? Also a big deal. Today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU has the 10th most returning career starts among offensive linemen in college football, says Phil Steele. Hmm.
1: Interesting. That normally bodes well for a team. Like, if you have a bunch of returning offensive linemen, you tend to be a pretty good Experience team. Experience is a good thing. That helps, yeah. Bleacher Report highlighted the one position that needs the most improvement for every Power 5 team. They included BYU in this. BYU's was running backs. I, now, I, this makes sense. At first, I didn't understand this. Ugh. Yeah, like you. But BYU was 111th in the country in rushing yards per game last year. Like, we saw it. The, the last eight or whatever, BYU was fine. The first four, BYU was bad. Really bad.
0: This is an accurate assessment, but I have, I don't know, my spidey senses tell me that BYU will be a little bit better in the running back Let's category see, this they year. they
1: return Jamal Williams. Oh, that by itself okay. puts BYU all the way into the upper half in rushing. right?
0: Algie Brown, Squally Canada. Yeah, they're so loaded at running back that... There's a running back named Taysom Hill who throws the ball
1: <laughs> a lot, too.
0: Francis Bernard is a linebacker now because they're so loaded at... That's running That's true.
1: What was he, second on the team or something? Come on,
0: man. Yeah. Former BYU baseball player Jacob Brugman is the Pacific Coast League Player of the Week. As I said yesterday, That's he might time. play in the major leagues this season with the Oakland A's. I
1: hope so because right now the A's are behind my Mariners, so maybe they could
0: use a guy like Jacob Brugman. Brugman went 3-for-4 with three runs for the Nashville Sounds in his game yesterday.
1: And Daniel Summerhays secured his chance to play in the U.S. Open this weekend as one of the top alternates the U.S. Open starts Thursday. That's cool. He didn't didn't know if he was going to be in, but as an alternate, uh, he is now officially going to be in the U.S. Open.
0: Attaboy, Daniel Summerhays. Rise and shout! It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The dynamic duo. Batman and Robin. Han Solo and Chewbacca. Burt Ernie, Milk mm. and Cookies. You decide dynamic duos on topic today. Did you Milk and Cookies. In Studio B. <laughs> Tell me that's not a fantastic dynamic duo. Peanut butter and jelly. Now we're talking about this because we witnessed one of the all-time great performances in NBA Finals history last night by two guys, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James. of the Cleveland Cavaliers, scored 41 points apiece in a dominant Game 5 road victory to extend the NBA Finals at Golden State. They're the first combo to score 40-plus in the same game in Finals history. That's pretty impressive, right? Uncle Drew showed up last
1: night.
0: He, he, he
1: was awesome. He was more impressive than LeBron.
0: He was hurting people's feelings on the court. That's when you know it's good. Well, we have expanded this dynamic duo conversation to the realm of all BYU athletes and their BYU careers with our Twitter question: What's the greatest dynamic
1: duo in BYU sports history? Use the hashtag #BYUSN at Laser Sheep, Doman and Staley, Doman and Staley, Doman and Staley. Remember that? Well, I do because that is indeed my dynamic duo: Brandon Doman and Luke Staley. Thirty yards away, another shotgun option. They still don't have. That was an exciting game. It was so exciting that the uh, play-by-play's voice cracked. Touchdown! It was can, great. Can you blame him? Yeah, BYU's down 11 with like six minutes left. Came back to beat Utah in 2001. Okay, look. Luke Staley is the best running back BYU's ever had. You combine that with Brandon Doman, and it was, it was amazing. It was so amazing that it is, it is our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Brandon Doman and Luke Staley combined to go 13-0 when starting together and healthy. Oh, you're not messing around. Okay, so 2-0 at the end of 2000. Lavelle's final two games to salvage a 500 season. Okay, then, they, then BYU started 12-0. Luke Staley sat out one of those games during the season. So 11. 13-0. It wasn't until Luke Staley was injured at the end of the Mississippi State game that the end came for that team where they lost the last two games. So that team albeit the strength of schedule wasn't super strong, was undefeated. The '84 schedule wasn't super strong. BYU won the national title, whatever. That was a top 10 team, and they were 13-0. Staley wins the Doak Walker, averages 8 yards a carry, which, by the way, uh, is obviously the most in a single season. But it was more than even Derrick Henry of Alabama last year, by the way. Brandon Doman throws for 3,500, has 41 total touchdowns. Luke Staley had 28 total touchdowns, both drafted, Third round, I believe, for Doman. Seventh for Staley. Unbelievable dynamic duo. To me, when the when the conversation happens of best dynamic duo in BYU history, to me, it is clearly what those two did, especially during the one season. It was crazy. Well, I appreciate
0: the combo of Brandon Doman and Luke Staley, but certainly, what? certainly appreciate it. But it's not the greatest. Okay. We're talking about okay. the greatest. We've got to go. I understood that premise. Now, weren't you born in 1983? Yeah. How can you not pick the 1983 duo that is the greatest in BYU sports history of Steve Young and Gordon Hudson? Did he put it in the air? How in the world did Hudson hold on to that football? I don't know. Donnie Rogers put the panel on him. I'll tell you how he held onto the ball because he's part of the greatest dynamic duo in BYU sports history. First, we consider the individuals Steve Young and Gordon Hudson. Steve we'll start was pretty with Steve, good. okay? <laughs> yeah, he was okay. He was all right. He was all right. Was Heisman right. runner up, Davy O'Brien award winner, and he had the best tight end in the country. Steve Young accounted for 41 touchdowns, just like Brandon Doman. The same amount. How about that? 33 passing, 8 rushing, 4,346 yards of total Wait, offense. It was
1: 33 and 8? Yes. That was the same number exactly. as Exactly.
0: Whoa! Isn't that interesting? Jo- okay,
1: Joey, uh, from Blossoms was that the name of Joey?
0: <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Joey Lawrence. Joey Lawrence. Forty-three, forty-six of total offense, second to only Jim McMahon at the time, which which was the greatest passing season in the NCAA history. Holy the cow! Okay, then Gordon Hudson, two-time consensus All-America pick as a junior and senior, including a season of sixty-seven catches, nine hundred twenty-eight yards. He did this in nineteen eighty-three.
1: As a tight end. That was as pretty a, wild That as was a tight end.
0: crazy. Yeah. Finished his career as the NCAA all-time leader in career receiving yards for a tight end.
1: Do you know who holds that now? Dennis Pitta. Dennis Pitta. Dennis Pitta.
0: 259 yards in a single game against Utah which was a single game record for a tight end as well, he got noticed. Those two together became the first pair to be consensus All-Americans in the history of BYU football. In the same good. season. It's pretty good. Steve Young, Gordon Hudson. It's not the best, but it's pretty good. Both first-round draft picks. <laughs> both first-round draft picks. Not Legit. just drafted. Legit. <laughs> okay. Then you have to consider what they did as a team. Oh one, one fantastic, right? But they dominated inferior competition. Who did they play? Who did they play? They didn't. They didn't.
1: That's never been in the BYU conversation, though. We uh, haven't cared who they played. It's just
0: that they racked up stats, except for in nineteen eighty three when BYU beat two top twenty teams, and not not just at the time, but two teams that finished in the top twenty in nineteen eighty three. They sure. won at UCLA and they won at Air Force, both on the road. Those are great wins. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yeah, that
1: eighty three team, I am convinced, is better than the eighty four team. By the way.
0: They set what? up the national oh my championship. Goodness. That eighty three no, team schedule was tougher. Lost game number one at Baylor by four and then won eleven straight games. They yeah. finished ranked seventh in the country. They set up the national championship run, and because of what they did, these two players led one of the greatest teams at BYU all time. Which is why I think that yeah, while it's not as discussed as much because it happened in nineteen eighty three. They're the greatest oh, dynamic duo unbelievable. in BYU sports history.
1: Yeah, you, you could argue because of the way that 83 team played. Yeah, they're in the convo for Holy sure, man. Holy cow. I just, I just think what Luke did as a white running back in college football in 2001, winning that, like that doesn't hit Christian McCaffrey. Like it's just rarely does that happen, right? So a running back from BYU won best running back. Like wild, right? So pretty crazy. And there are a lot of notable Duos in this conversation, Jimmer and Jackson Emery, like that. That recently to me was the best duo that BYU's had in recent history. I hope that a Taysom Hill, Tanner Mangum, Jamal Williams combo is up there after this season. Yeah, as well. we hope
0: that that becomes part of the conversation yeah,
1: because you. I want to say like, oh yeah, you had. There haven't been a ton of BYU three thousand yard passers and one thousand yard rushers in the same season. Like less than ten, right? And it happened uh, with Doman and Saley. I think it's notable.
0: Who is your pick for the greatest dynamic duo in the history of BYU sports? Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and, and join us. Let's go to the Twitter machine. We tweet, tweet. At JTracy2511, Young and Hudson were called dynamic duo on the cover of Sports <laughs> <laughs> Illustrated. That's pretty good. I didn't know that. I, I seriously I didn't know didn't that <laughs> Is that the Trump card right there? No. Were Doman and Staley Trump called card? the dynamic duo on Sports Illustrated? No.
1: <laughs> did Gordon Hudson win the best receiver of the year? No. Is that the Trump card? No, it's not. Steve Young finished second in the Heisman voting. Yeah, he did. To Mike Rozier of Nebraska.
0: Man. Both consensus All-Americans. Were Doman and Staley you, both You didn't read the rest of that tweet. Miller and Antonetti Malar. Volleyball National. Oh, sorry, sorry. Millar and Antonetti Volleyball National champions. That was a
1: dynamic duo, that, 99, baby. That was <laughs> They lost one match.
0: They lost one McManda match. Amanda
1: Brown, greatest moment, Hall to Collie, greatest production, and greatest moment. Gotta go Hall Hall and Collie. Huh.
0: Another uh, Yeah, we'll get to more of your tweets in a bit. Why the BYU Utah rivalry is changing. Former Cougar Mark Durant joins us next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. You can get involved by using the hashtag #BYUSN. Just do it. Great convo uh,
1: on the Twitter sphere right now. BYU Sports Nation on Media Day, June 30th, has a two-hour edition of the show uh, at noon Eastern Time. Kalani Stockade, mail Jamal Williams, and more. Check it out on June 30th, noon Eastern time. That night as well, we will have uh, some interviews with some of the 1996 guys. They're going to do a show early in the afternoon, and then we'll have kind of a post-game show, if you will, with the 1996 guys. And in the next couple of weeks, we're going to try and get some of those guys on the show leading up to that.
0: Speaking of that 96 team and dynamic duos... At H. Collier eighty eight tweets and what about Sarkeesian and Kayla Louie? Reason four words: two game winning touchdowns.
1: Yeah, they connected for um, some of the most uh, iconic plays in BYU football history. I wouldn't call them a dynamic duo like over a season or two because we discussed this. Teams that had a lot of weapons are penalized in these, this idea because two guys have to stick out distinctly. Ninety six. I don't go. I don't go. Sarkeesian and. I go Sarkeesian and Lewis, Mealy, Kailewee, Maguire, Mackenzie, Jenkins, Die. There were so many options that I don't include anyone. From ninety six in this because there were too many. That was a great team effort. Maybe the greatest team. That's another name. We need to do what's the greatest team in the conversation. BYU football history.
0: For sure. Sound off using the hashtag BYUS and what's the greatest dynamic duo in BYU sports history at DryFly Elk says Jimmer and any other player playing with Jimmer.
1: Now come on. Jackson Emery is the clear Robin to his batman. In fact, that was discussed that season before the season.
0: Joining us now to offer his opinion on today's Twitter topic is BYU basketball analyst and former BYU basketballer Mark Durant on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Mark, you thought you got away from us uh, because you joined us not too long ago. We want some more, man. Are you cool with this?
3: I I think the people are demanding more (laughs) Mark Durant. But... I tell you, you, guys got a great job, man. You're sitting there talking about the all-time great duos. I'm sitting here working on a lease agreement. That doesn't seem fair to me.
0: <laughs> well, look at your paycheck, though. The con- the content is nice, isn't it? <laughs> hey, Mark, let's uh, let's get your opinion on our Twitter question today. Greatest dynamic duo in BYU sports history?
3: Boy, uh, I knew you were going to ask me about this. Uh, so I, I put a little thought into it, and... You know, you guys are so young. You don't understand the great history and tradition of BYU. But
1: excuse me, you go
3: you go way back, way in the way way back machine. Uh, you got two names hung up on the on the Marriott Center uh, rafters there, Minson, uh and uh, Hutchins. That's a pretty good dynamic duo. Then you got Namelka and Congdon in the sixties. They they were probably the best backcourt in the country at the time. Uh, Then, uh, you know, I'm a basketball guy, so, you know, Smith and Chapman and Jimmer and Jackson, or even Jimmer and uh, Brandon Davies. Davies played in the NBA. Uh, Ainge Roberts, two NBA, longtime NBA guys. So uh, a lot of good dynamic duos on on the basketball side. And then I remember, you know, know, my first real great memory was uh, Jim McMahon and Clay Brown. Mm. That's pretty – that was at least – that play was as dynamic as they get, and they were great all year long. And anyway, I'm just kind of going down the list. You know, obviously Debec to de Harleen was is iconic, and uh, you know, you know, you know, one guy I loved watching play was Glenn Kozlowski. I thought he was so good. He, he and Bosco. So anyway, I'm just throwing out some things there. I uh, I don't know. It's hard to not look past the, the most recent guys that are in your memory. And, and Jimmer was sure fun to watch, and Jackson was a, a really a great compliment to what he did and they had a lot of success so that that's kind of the one that sticks out I guess most in my mind
1: one well, one I want to go back to we we don't understand the history of BYU <laughs> are
0: you serious right now mark
1: <laughs>
3: All i, right, know, I had, know we're I've
0: young but we, come on. I, I know
1: you respect it but spencer you know
0: <laughs> i I'm the one that picked Steve Young and Gordon Hudson from nineteen eighty. I was gonna
1: go with Mel Hutchins and Roland Minson, no, but, you but it was like that's from fifty one. <laughs> Let's not do that. Some of our young, you know, production assistants didn't want that. So. Oh. Are you are you gonna pick one by the way instead of just listing a bunch? <laughs> you, you you get me out of my work day. <laughs> I take the time out of my day to come on help you guys
3: lend a little credence to your, your show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: and then you berate me like this. So. You're still just boxing me out. Grab the ball at some point, dog. <laughs> Craig Drew would have okay. you grab the ball. You're going to nail me
3: down. Uh, the, the dearest to my heart and kind of w- w- my childhood memory and uh, w- is McMahon Brown. I'm going to go McMahon Brown. That's that's uh, outside the box a little bit, but that's what I'm going with.
0: Quarterback tight end combination. I like your uh, thinking there, Mark Durant.
1: And that began a run of uh, amazing tight ends, which continued with, with Gordon Hudson. Yeah. And we Chris talked. Smith, oh, and, uh, man. Unbelievable I mean, run of, of tight Chad ends. Chad Lewis, yeah. Uh, Tula Mealy. You yeah, had two of the best on the same team. Uh, even Andrew George in the conversation yeah. with Dennis Pitta. We had this discussion, too. If a team didn't have two distinct guys, but they had a star plus a bunch of guys, they were almost penalized in this conversation. Because you don't throw their name in there. Like, Max Hall and fill-in-the-blank. Is it Harvey Unga? Is it Dennis Pitta? Is it Austin Collie?
0: Ty Detmer and yeah. fill-in-the-blank.
1: fill-in-the-blank, right? Certain, I think that certain uh, groups of guys that were uber-talented, just because they didn't have two distinct faces, are maybe penalized in the conversation. Isn't that interesting?
3: Yeah, I, I guess... Uh you know, it's it's fun to have superstars but boy you gotta have you know, you, you talk about the great teams, it's usually more than just a couple guys and uh so yeah, I I think uh I think I'd prefer the great team rather than a great one or two guys, but uh has anyone mentioned uh, Durant Larson in this conversation? Oh yeah. At all?
0: Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh
1: yeah, <laughs> a lot of people use the hashtag BYU and to mention that one. Or even uh Rubel Durant I would take
0: you gotta throw those in there, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know why we laugh so hard on that one. I, th- I think that that's a real, a real asset to BYU athletics. Well, at okay, least part of that anyway.
0: Now let's uh, fast forward back to the present time and what what's happening within BYU basketball right now. The news that Jordan Chapman is going to transfer came out last week. BYU is now down to four scholarship guards. What level of concern do you have about the depth for BYU at the guard position?
3: I'm concerned. Uh, I really like Jordan's game. I, I think he struggled at times last year because he was injured to start, and working his way back in, got limited minutes, maybe put a little too much pressure on himself. He's clearly athletic and, and did some good things. Uh, but I know that he was frustrated. Uh, I know that Jeff uh, was frustrated and I wasn't completely surprised with the news. I was disappointed, as I am with any of these young men that leave. I love them. I get to know them, and I want the best for them. And and I, boy, no no one loves the Chapman family more than me. Talk about you know him and Mike Smith. Boy, that was a great dynamic duo there. Mm-hmm. And and uh, he's a, an all time great. So that I was sad to see that I'd go. But in specifically to your question, yeah, that's a real concern. I I do think that you can. Uh, You know, it's easier to pick up some depth uh, on the guard line in a late stage of the game than it is trying to find big men help. And so, I'm most comfortable because BYU is so well stocked at the big man positions, and and they have great, great guards at least uh, to to start the game. You know, obviously TJ and Nick and Bryant, those guys. But I think you can go out and find some uh, grad transfers or, or JUCO guys at this stage, and and have the, at least the caliber and type of player you can't you need to have to to fill the backup roles. And uh, you know, obviously, it's not a great situation, uh, but you're you're in a pretty darn good situation if if your starting guard line is uh, Hawes, Emery, and, and and Elijah Bryant, and you and I'm I'm more than confident that uh, Coach Rose and his staff can go out and find a couple guys that will do a nice job filling that uh, backup role and provide a little additional uh, depth.
0: Mark Durant with the Sun, BYU Sports Nation, former BYU basketball player and college basketball analyst. Uh, Let's stay with the basketball theme here and looking at the guards. What are your expectations for the three that we anticipate will play a lot of minutes this upcoming season with Elijah Bryant, Nick Emery, and T.J. Haas?
3: Let me start with Elijah. Uh, I love his size. I think he's going to be able to do a lot of the things that Kyle did. Uh, obviously, Kyle's an all-timer, so he's not going to do them as well. But he's he's bigger. He can rebound, good passer. And what he can do that Kyle could not do is shoot the ball. Uh, no no offense to Kyle. I love Kyle. But he struggled shooting the basketball. I mean, that's not a surprise to anybody, anybody that saw a game. So he's going to be able to stretch the defense a little bit that way and be more of a threat to score from the perimeter. Uh, so that's... Uh, You know, people are so high on him, and rightly so. uh, He's deserving of that. I think he's going to be a a huge uh, benefit to the the team and and really be someone that they can look to 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 provide a lot of things on that team. So, obviously, we know Nick Emery. Uh, I think he's going to be even more explosive, more dynamic, without having to worry about, am I stepping on Kyle or Chase's toes? Do I need to defer to those guys here? You know, I don't want to do too much because I don't... I recognize that they're the seniors, uh, and I need to kind of fill my role. And you saw him break out of that a little bit toward the end of the year and really could see what he could do. So sky's the limit for Nick Emmer. We all know him. He's a proven commodity. He's going to be terrific. Now, TJ is another story. Uh, Everybody thinks he's going to be, uh, you know, one of the all-time greats. And that's a lot of pressure to put on a kid that hasn't played a minute of college basketball. He's obviously a superstar Lone Peak, but he's, uh, he's been gone on, uh, on his mission for a couple years. To expect him to come in and be an All-American, that's unfair. Now, maybe he will do it, but uh, I'm always really skeptical. Uh, I'm optimistic about TJ, but until I see a guy play major college basketball, uh, I'm not going to uh, count on him too much. Now, I was the same way with Nick, and he fulfilled all those great expectations. I think TJ will do it, but the reality is he's never played a minute of college basketball. But this is one thing I do know. Uh, He's a Hawes, and I know Marty, and I know uh, Tyler and the work ethic they have, and uh, I've seen him play a lot at Lone Peak. And if I compare him to what Nick did there and Eric did there, Uh, Yeah, I fully expect he's going to be an amazing player. Maybe we'll be talking about Nick and TJ as one of the great all-time dynamic duos. But I just hesitate to put too much on a guy that's a freshman that's never played and has been gone on a mission for two years. But uh, I'm excited, and I think that guard line is going to be terrific. They'll be very good this year, and the next couple years, man, look out.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. That's for sure, and that's just coming up in a couple of months here, as we sit here on June 14th. Yesterday, BYU in Utah competed in a uh, charity golf tournament, and it seemed like it had that, uh, you know, Ron McBride, uh, Lavelle Edwards kind of fun feel to it, to, to where it wasn't. I, I mean, Brokemendenhall is more of a serious cat and whatnot, so Kalani Stocky naturally is going to bring kind of a different angle to that. But it felt different. Do you think that BYU and Utah is going to feel any different? since Kalani Satake is head coach now?
3: I do. Uh, I mean, everybody loves Kalani. Uh, Utes love him, and and rightly so. He did a lot of good things up there. The Cougars love him. And and he's just that type of guy. And and I think uh, Kyle Whittingham can be that type of guy when he's allowed to be. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) so, I mean, that's what I want. I mean, you guys know I'm a rivalry guy, but I, I want it just to be fun. And people get... Carried away, and it's also serious. And I and I want to beat Utah like you wouldn't believe. But man, it's just fun. It's fun to have a rival. It's fun to kid each other. It's fun to. You know, I was on the golf course the other day and uh, playing in a tournament, and this guy was sitting at a hole, you know, disp- sponsoring it, and uh, <laughs> and uh, he. We had some conversation about we lost the ball on the last hole, and he said, "I'm I'm surprised you haven't lost five in a row," and. I mean, it's it's funny stuff, and uh, I like teasing back and forth, and uh, I like, uh, you know, Kalani and Kyle sitting at the same table, and Kalani, even Kalani singing the Utah fight song, as painful as that was to watch.
1: That (laughs) was painful, (laughs) man. It
3: was weird. It's fun, though. I mean, let's just have fun with the rivalry. Let's not get so serious about it. Let's tease each other and have fun, and and uh makes it makes it so much better
0: like you said y- who do you want to beat more than your brother right <laughs> that's right and that's the, right. Done uh, Devin. That's kind of the atmosphere that we're going for.
3: <laughs> I, I don't know what that's like because I never beat Devin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mark, we appreciate the time, as always, my friend. Uh, great stuff. And I'll tell Jerem not to berate you anymore. Okay. Oh, my goodness. I
3: appreciate that. Thanks for sticking up for me. <laughs> I, hey, I love you guys. Anytime you want me on, uh, just let me know. Mark, love you're it. My, Thanks, you're my Mark. homeboy.
0: <laughs> Mark Duranum, Desert First Credit Union Hotline. Desert First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Mark's
1: great. Isn't it great? I yes. love it. He's so right about yes. BYU in Utah. It needs to be fun. Yes. Make BYU in Utah fun again.
0: Can it can it get to that point? No. <laughs> no. But but
1: the idea is fun. <laughs> the to explore. idea. Yeah, that it it's could not going to. No.
0: Maybe have some fun no. in it. Utah's
1: in the Pac-12, well, BYU's not. It's not going to be that fun.
0: Up next on BYU Sports Nation. How is the BYU Utah rivalry changing and what did that golf tournament do? Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio Simulcast on BYU TV, our production what control room. Just they just did
1: the wave in the room. Doing the, the wave.
0: Room. It's yeah. It's just your average Tuesday in June. Instead of, instead of <laughs> checking
1: the graphics, they're doing the wave in the control room. <laughs> hey, check out Media oh Day June 30th. They're going to make some crazy graphics now. Uh June 30th is <laughs> BYU Football Media Day. State of the program is in the morning.
0: Jeremy, why is your coloring off? Why do you look why super am I sickly That's pale there? So
1: yeah. And then <laughs> BYU Football 1996 Revisited is in the afternoon. For a full list of the uh, Media Day schedule, check out byu.cougars.com.
0: Glad to have you with us on BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Let's get to our headlines once again. BYU Football has the 10th most returning career starts. Among offensive linemen in college football, says Phil Steele. That has to include uh,
1: Tijon Chrome, by the way, in that number. Without it, BYU, I think, is 38th. So that, there's a huge difference, right? Bleacher Report highlighted the one position that needs the most improvement for every Power 5 team, and BYU's is running backs. The Cougars finished 111th in rushing yards. True per or game false?
0: Jaron, BYU will finish higher than 111th in they rushing yards. They will finish yards. at
1: least 109th.
0: <laughs> no well, longer. You're, you're going at least two spots higher? No lower than 109. Will it be disappointing if BYU was not in the top half of rushing teams in college football yes. with the yes. star power they have back there? Yes. Yeah, there you go. Former BYU baseball player Jacob Brugman is the Pacific Coast League Player of the Week. He also went 3-for-4 with three runs for the Nashville Sounds yesterday. Keep it up, Jacob.
1: And Daniel Summerhays will play in the U.S. Open as an alternate. He uh, entered the tournament that begins Thursday, so congrats to him. We'll uh, keep you posted on Daniel Summerhays this weekend.
0: What is the greatest dynamic duo in BYU sports history? Mark Durant just joined us. He said Jim McMahon and Clay Brown.
1: Well, after some prodding, yeah. <laughs>
0: after Jerem held his feet to the was fire. That's an answer, bit, bro. Grab the rebound, Mark. You're boxing <laughs> me out, and I'll grab the ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he did. He got both. To hear what Jeremy and I think and why, download the podcast on iTunes or the TuneIn app. Really fun, intriguing conversation today. We have some more tweets coming in. One from at Still Team Riley. The dynamic duo of Ty Detmer and Kalani Satake. So going with the coaching aspect, Ooh. but they have yet to coach a game together. Sly dog. At Still Team Riley. <laughs> <laughs> at Tate C. Austin one. Mike Hall and Rafael Araujo. They were so extremely underrated.
1: Yeah, hey, that's a good team, man. My call's getting, getting buckets near uh, my part of the neighborhood down south. And uh, Rafael Araujo was the eighth pick in the draft. A huge bust in the NBA, <laughs> but he was good, really good at BYU. Oh,
0: uh, one of the, yeah, the Toronto Raptors had. BYU's had two picks in the, the top
1: 10 in the past, like, 10 years, neither of
0: which really panned out, unfortunately. How about the dynamic duo of BYU and Utah? Oh yeah, rivalry on topic now. And the football coaches competed in the 28th annual Liberty Mutual Invitational Golf Tournament yesterday, which Utah won
1: <sighs> by I just noticed this, the number
0: 5. Oh, strokes. okay. Yep. They won that Who tournament cares? by five strokes, and the BYU Gosh. coaches had to sing the Utah fight song. It was difficult to watch. It was. But it was a fun new element to yeah. the rivalry that we've been missing for, let's face it, a long time. More than a decade has gone by since we've seen something really like this. Two things go-,
1: go into that, Spencer. One is the fact that BYU lost five in a row. The second is the uh, personality of said head coach. Bronco Mendenhall was military esque, right? Not a lot of fun in that. Is there progression? Is there organization? Is there, uh, you know, a brotherhood? That kind of that was the angle that Bronco played, right? Listen to this quote from Dean uh, Vetterly, the CEO of the National Kidney Foundation of Utah, and Idaho, who ran this thing. This was like a complete renewal to the concept of this great tournament. It was refreshing, fun, warm, and just a delight to see those two <laughs> coaches and how they feel about each other. <laughs> that is a shot across the bow at Bronco, whether he meant it or not. I saw Kyle Whittingham walk into the luncheon. He didn't even sit at his table. He was at Kalani Satake's table the whole time. I actually like this element of this. It's Lavelle and Ronnie Mac. Yes, it is. It's fun. What did Mark Durant say? Can we just get, yeah, can it be fun and not overly serious, right? It means a lot to both teams, obviously. Uh, Utah wants to act like it doesn't mean anything, but it does to both squads. By Dang. the way,
0: Ty Detmer was not having the fight he song. He did not
1: sing along. One, he shouldn't know the words to that song. And he doesn't. Satake and Tuiaki were on the Utah assistant coaching staff. They knew the songs. They were
0: singing it like monotone. Yeah. Let's not, no, let's
1: not sing that song on this program, please. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I wasn't oh singing it. Oh, my god
0: I wasn't singing it. Don't ever,
1: oh, ever bring that great. in here again. Okay, listen to Kalani Satake, by the way. He said, I would just like to remind everybody that it was good to invite Morgan Scally to the BYU Coaches Alumni <laughs> Golf Tournament today. They have three BYU alumni on their team. Each team had four total. So I'm going to, if I'm going to lose a golf tournament, it's good to lose to one where 75% of the foursome played at BYU. <laughs> he also Ty said, Whittingham, Aaron yeah. uh, Roderick. Who else was there? I don't know who the uh, other guy was. Oh, was it Justin Enna maybe or something? I don't know.
0: He also said, and this is quoting Kalani Satake, I'll always support Utah, and I hope they go eleven and one this year. <laughs> End quote.
1: Well, I disagree with that. I want them to go zero and twelve. No. But we we did, I think it was Fred Winningham, by the way.
0: You don't want them to go zero and twelve. No, I seriously do. You want Utah to go zero and twelve? Yeah,
1: yeah, I do. And Utah State. Oh my!
0: This is the see. This is what That's where the rivalry is in your mind.
1: It's just. I'm just being funny, though. Like, I know. But that's what I. That's what but I really. Are you think, being though. funny
0: or are you being serious? I'm being pretty serious. <laughs>
1: Like I it would be if if Utah was eleven and one and their one loss was to BYU, that would be the best case scenario for BYU. For because BYU. Then that would, that would See would that's what meaning. I'm thinking. But do I want them to struggle? <laughs> yes is the answer. <laughs> Why? Because I don't like them. Why? Because it's Utah. Okay. Thus is the nature of being a BYU fan. There is some level of rancor <laughs> for your rival. Now it's fun, I know. Do I go to bed and cry because BYU lost five in a row to Utah? No. Do I go to bed that night and cry because BYU lost to Utah? Maybe.
0: <laughs> if the fans, if the Utah fans weren't so vocal about what has happened recently, I don't listen you, to would them. Would you care? I don't oh, care. you do too. You I don't do care. too. You pay attention. That's why you want to win so badly.
1: No, I want to win because BYU lost. And I don't care about the do. fan it reaction. It
0: has nothing to do with fan reaction. The
1: fan reaction matters, sure it does, but it's not that big you a just deal. Said, okay, There's so it a does mute matter. button. I don't need these people in my life. <laughs> after, after the Nick Emery incident, I made some comments on Twitter about Larry Kovac. I think I muted 75 Utah fans. <laughs> I don't care about what they have to say.
0: I don't need to hear it. Oh, I'm not saying you need to hear it, but it matters. It plays. No, it's it a doesn't huge, matter. That's a why I got him out. It's a part of the rivalry for most of the fan base. I know. They want to win because they I'm want not Utah fans fan. to be
1: quiet. I'm a media member slash fan. <laughs> You're not a fan?
0: <laughs> You're not a fan and you want Utah to go 0-12? Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got me on that one. Oh, my goodness. Utah, Utah can slip on this banana peel. That's
0: what I say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was always my favorite weapon during. Like, Mar- well, the red turtle shell and the banana peel during Mario Kart when Ma- someone was oh, all yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I did like the star though the best. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, that banana peel reminds me. Okay, Mark Durant <laughs> called out our youth. I'm going to reference a really old movie. Okay, that no one under 30 has ever seen. You ready for this? Yes. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Oh, hilarious! The very you're over 30. The very end of that movie. There's a banana peel, and it's awesome. <laughs> Take that, Mark Durant.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll show you history and appreciation for it. <laughs> you guys
1: are too. What?
0: Hey, by the way, 88 days until BYU plays Utah in football, which would make Arizona. Countdown to the Wildcats. 81 days. 81 days away. I was telling you yesterday after the show, I feel like we just hit 99. We're like, yeah, yeah double yeah. digits. Now it's 81. I think
1: it's speeding up a little bit. Luckily, there's uh, Copa America and uh, Euros 2016 in the NBA Finals.
0: Now it it's is 81. It's stalling to
1: get to college football.
0: Olympic dreams are being chased in the swimming pool. Jake Taylor is an All-American. What he asked to get through to get to Rio. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from the Studio Bizzle, Remember, if you miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation Live, the rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern, or you can find it with a bevy of other options
1: like Apple TV. Fourth generation only, there is a BYU TV app. Download it today. Check it out. If you have an Apple TV, you can get great content on there, including BYU Sports
0: Nation and other programming on the station. What is the greatest dynamic duo in BYU sports history? At Koogbaka. The great duo of Max Hall and Dennis Pitta. It was like they were family,
1: <laughs> and now they are family. Yeah,
0: <laughs> weren't they that, family at BYU as well?
1: I believe. Uh, I don't know when they got married. I don't keep that. I'm pretty on that. sure that that's they were for the family BYU at BYU TMZ show uh, to debut in the fall of 2023.
0: Yeah, when is that happening? BYU in the fall of 2023. BYU TMZ. <laughs> yeah, BYU TMZ. <laughs> no, that's the last. Program. The latest on marriage proposals. Yeah. Oh, my Engagements
1: goodness. and such.
0: Joining us no. now, not TMZ-themed, rather Olympic-themed, Jake Taylor, All-American swimmer back in Studio B. Jake, nice to have you back on the show, man. Thanks. It's good to be back. How you feeling uh, right now with your very, very busy training schedule as you get ready for uh, the Olympic trials?
2: Tired is pretty much the word of this year. <laughs> so we, we switch to 5.30 a.m. practices. Um, we do that every day. And so it's, uh, yeah, I'll we'll go to bed early, wake up really early. And uh, then we have doubles, uh, so afternoon practice as well. So mm. it's a lot of work, three-hour practices every
0: morning. Yeah, we heard from Connor Sterling the 5.30 thing yesterday, and we were like, what? Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a pain, but it's worth it, you know. I guess that's what the time they, they have for us, so that's mm. what we do.
1: What, uh, whose decision was that to go to 5.30, by the way?
2: Uh, that wasn't mine. (laughs) That's for sure. Um, it's just how the facility works. All their, all their, uh, they have like a club team and, uh, um, summer leagues. They all do it in the morning before it officially opens in the morning. So that's what we have to do. And it's out in Spanish Fork too. And so it's, uh, we just have to work with, with their schedule.
1: Wait, so you're, is the Richards building... Under construction or something? Or you no. So
2: interesting you ask, because for the Olympics, it swam in 50-meter pools. Oh, you go to a 50-meter pool. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it's twice the distance. And so that's why we have to go to Spanish Fork, because that's mm. where the nearest one is. Gotcha.
0: Jake yeah. Taylor with us on BYU Sports Nation, chasing down an Olympic dream. Uh, to be specific, which events have you qualified for to compete in the Olympic trials?
2: So I've qualified in the 100 and 200 backstroke. I did that last year. So that's, that's the goal this year, is to make it on the team.
1: What do you need to do to qualify?
2: So at the Olympic trials, you have to get top two, first or second, in each event. And uh, right now I'm sitting at top 15 in both. Um, But that's from my last year's time. Most Most of the qualifiers have qualified recently. So the chances of them dropping time at trials is very slim. But I feel like I have pretty good potential to move up to top five or you know top two hopefully
0: which event do you feel like you are better suited in the 100 or the 200
2: you know i don't know i i like the 100 a lot better because it's not as painful it's a shorter race more of a a sprint and i've always considered myself as more of a sprinter than a distance swimmer but uh my 200 backstroke has actually gotten really fast uh in the last couple years and i'm actually uh kind of ranked equally in both so i feel like i have an equal shot in in either one and it's just you just having to go and do it make sure i'm mentally prepared for it
1: so, if you're in a lake and uh, you need to get somewhere quick or something, are you backstroking versus <laughs> the
2: forward normal stroke? Uh, it easier, well, it depends. I mean, if there's sun, absolutely. You know, you get the, the tan on the chest, uh-huh. you know, just relaxing.
0: Someone's um, drowning. Help me! Yeah. I'll backstroke too. you backstroking? <laughs> yeah. Just get here already. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's funny. <laughs>
0: how,
1: how uh, like, what's the strongest muscle? For you, because you backstroke, I imagine that might be different than your average stroke. Like, are your shoulders stronger? sure. Yeah, it's
2: definitely different per stroke. Uh, For backstrokers, it's definitely the lats right here in the sides.
1: The upper dorsimus is Ron (laughs) Burgundy. (laughs) Exactly.
2: No, but yeah, the, the, the lats and then probably... The triceps, I guess,
1: you use a lot mm. as well. That's Tuesdays and Thursdays, right? Yeah, that's yeah. that. My tri- working on my tris and Friday, my yeah. And you skip like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jake Taylor, BYU All-American swimmer, with us on BYU Sports Nation. Have you, like, determined a time? Because I know you're always competing against yourself, and you got to finish in the top two, but, like, is there a time that you're shooting for where you're like, hey, if I hit this mark, I've got a pretty good shot?
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in the 100 backstroke, we'll start with that first. Um it's going to take about a 52.2 or three in that range. And it's going to be that close, two or three, first or second, you're get those wow. times. Um, and I feel like I'm doable. I mean, right now I'm, I'm at a 54. And so, like, in hindsight, you're like, well, that's that's not even close, right? But I have been focusing on a, the 25-yard pools because that's what we swim in, in college. And it's really only the professionals who train and compete in the 50-meter pools. And uh, each year we only have three months to, to, to work on 50-meter and so I feel like I have a lot more potential in dropping time. And right now in practice, I've been, I've been faster. driving, like, my pace time's faster than I've ever done before in my life. And so I know I'm going to do well. It's just I, it's hard to gauge, like, yeah. if I'm going to get there or not, you know. Um, so that's in the 100 bag. And I feel like if you go a 52 anything, you're definitely going to be in the top eight final heat. And there, it's just like being the, the mental, more mentally prepared than anyone else, and that's where I, I feel like I have the edge. And in the 200 back, um, right now my time is a 2.00, and it's probably going to take around 155 to mm-hmm. get it. And and it's the same. In, I'm in the same boat where I'm kind of a dark horse. People know of me, but since I have been more in the college scene and less in the 50 meter Olympic scene, um, I feel like I have a, a good backdoor opportunity.
1: And we'll be uh, paying attention definitely uh, the next week or two. Is it next week, right? Two weeks. Two weeks. So it's okay. the 26th. Two weeks in uh, Omaha, I believe. Yep. Okay, if, if I'm a football player, basketball player, I go to a different field or gym and I'm like, okay, this is different. I can tell you know, dimensions or elevation or whatever. How does it work with swimming? You get into another pool, you're like, this is a different pool. Like, what, <laughs> how do you
2: tell? Yeah, there's a lot of dynamics to, well, like, to fields, but also to, to, swim, to swim pools as well. Uh, so I guess the first thing you notice is the temperature. Um, Typically, it's going to be around 79, 80 degrees, sometimes cooler, sometimes hotter, just depends. So that's the first thing you notice is, you know, to adjust to that. Um, And then also, like, the depth of the pool makes a big difference because Mm -hmm. of the undercurrents that they have. Uh, You have, like, surface currents, and then you have undercurrents, and so the depth really makes a difference with that. Um, And then the last, the third, probably biggest thing are the walls, because those are the things that you're going to, you know, grab onto, push off of, and and, uh, each pool seems to have its own little design to it. Um, and So you just have to adjust slightly to uh, to your approach into them and out of them and uh, your underwater kicks, stuff like that. And it usually takes, I don't know, a half hour to adjust, and after that you're you're pretty good. You remember those little things that you need to know. Do you but swim do-
0: faster in colder or warmer water?
2: Colder, for, for sure. Why is that? Well, warmer water seems to – well, your your body overheats and actually heats up as you're competing. So if it's hotter, you just – I don't know, it's just harder, hmm. um, quicker breath, I guess, you get – um, but uh, the cold water, you feel, I don't know, it feels like you're more buoyant. You're not, but it just feels that way. Your body is tighter, holds yeah. together better.
1: Hmm. And your mu- yeah. You, yeah, something to do with the muscles, probably, too. Yeah, something. Interesting. Is there cologne that covers the smell of chlorine? <laughs>
2: if there is, I'll never use it. <laughs> I don't need to use it. I sm- smell like it right now, right?
1: Is that uh, chlorine? Yeah. Precious chlorine. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. the best.
0: Year-wise, what are you wearing today? Uh, which pool are you wearing yeah. today, Jake? <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, Spanish man.
1: Fork. Or as I say Spanish Fork, Spanish. Spanish <laughs> yeah.
0: Jake, congratulations on uh, your back-to-back MPSF Swimmer of the Year designations, and uh, we wish you the best at Olympic trials. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. Yeah, baby.
2: I need it, definitely.
0: Let's get, his, let's get his lane just a little bit cooler than everybody else. Exactly. Is Ryan Murphy going to be there?
2: Oh, he'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, he got, he got fourth, uh, I guess, four years ago. Mm. So this year he's actually uh, in the 100 backstroke. He's Well, people are saying that he'll probably win it. And the two are back probably, you know, second or third.
0: Okay, we'll see. So we'll see. Jake we'll see. Taylor's coming we'll for Ryan Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he'll come for me, right? <laughs> Jake, great stuff, man. Thanks again. Thanks for having me. What is the greatest dynamic duo in BYU sports history? Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. At BradleyHowell55 says Jim McMahon and Clay Brown, the real Hail Mary. Cougar Brown hits next. What's more of your tweets?
1: Both were Hail Marys. Come on, man.
0: BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let us whip it. It's time for the Cougar whip Around. Cougars. Cougars in the
1: Miners. Jacob Brugman is the Pacific Coast League Player of the Week in AAA. He also went 3-4 with three runs for the Nashville Sounds yesterday. He is killing it. When will he be called up by the Oakland A's? Jacob Hanneman went 2-4 with home run and two RBIs with the Tennessee Smokies. Also, Adam Lahn went 2-4 with two RBIs for the Tulsa Drillers.
0: Football. BYU has the 10th most returning career starts among offensive linemen, says college football insider Phil Steele. Bleacher Report highlighted the one position that needs the most improvement for every Power 5 team. BYU's is running backs. Hashtag JSwagDaddy to the rescue.
1: Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhayes secured his chance to play in the U.S. Ah. Open as one of the top alternates. The U.S. Open starts Thursday. Let's go back down
0: to seven with Spencer. Baseball. baseball. Colton Shaver, one for three with an RBI yesterday in the Cape Cod League. Not to mention, uh, he's just dom- he is dominating out there. He, he in just three games. What did he do over his weekend? Four for uh, Mike Sunday. Littlewood said yeah. it's been a good weekend in the Cape, in reference to what Colton for BYU is doing. baseball. Yeah. Holy cow.
1: And then we want to mention former Cougar Casey Patterson is the sixth seed in beach volleyball in Rio in August. Former indoor player. He plays beach professional. Future
0: bucks. guests on the show. How about Squally Canada of that BYU running back core? Kaipa McGuire, wide receiver from the BYU 1996 14-1 team. Peyton Sorensen, BYU swimmer.
1: It's swim week on BYU Sports Nation, yes. baby.
0: Well, we're headed to the Olympic oh, trials, yeah. man. Connor Sterling, we are? We're Jake going? Taylor, Sweet. Peyton Sorensen. Yeah, can we get Omaha? funded? Can Omaha! <laughs> How about in the Denver airport? They had an exclamation point after all of the flights to Omaha. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's funny. Peyton Manning, today's Son Rise and Omaha. Shout. Brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. It's, it's really easy, isn't it, Jeremy: Jacob Brugman, PCL uh, Player of the Week. He's crushing it. Let's get to some of your tweets now. and Go back to the Twitter machine. At Kyle Chilton tweets in for his dynamic duo. I'm sure you've got football, basketball covered, so how about Jen Hampson and Alexa Gray? They led BYU Volleyball to the national championship match. Oh, great pick. Great pick. Elite tweet of the day, at BYU LASF Jazz. Pretty sure we all agree the best duo was Scott Sterling and any ball aimed at his face.
1: That's also a good one. That's also a good one.
0: <laughs> Thanks to our guests, Mark Durant, Jake Taylor. Show on demand, download the podcast on iTunes. For Jeremiah Spencer. <laughs> Shout out to Robert Sanook. Later.